Hello and a Happy New Year. So glad to be back. How was your holiday? Well, hi Pam. My holiday was lovely. How about yours? It was just peachy. Good. Lots of fun Good to with hear. The Santa Claus was good. Happy New Year, Betty and Kenzie. I hope your holidays went well as well. And uh, and KK. Yes, yes, everybody. It's so good to see you. I wasn't online as much during the holidays. Uh, there was a lot going on uh, in my life uh, <laughs> offline, so to speak. So... But overall, I'm just very thankful and blessed to have uh, family and friends. And uh, I, I just appreciate all of you guys in the SR family as well. It always brightens my day to see the, the wonderful messages. Mm-hmm. And all the wonderful cards that so many people sent. I, I know I haven't gotten a chance to thank a, lo- a lot of people, but they were much appreciated and greatly, greatly enjoyed. So. Absolutely. And as many of you know, I did tweet that there were still some on their way, <laughs> meaning I still have to send all of my goodies out to you. <laughs> so they will be coming. <laughs> Betty, <laughs> as, as SR says, good news is coming soon. That's true. <laughs> so Betty finally was able to put her tree away. Wonderful. And, yes. And uh, mine is, I we chopped our down for real this year, rather than just go to a lot and buy one. I and, saw the pictures. Yeah. They looked great. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And fortunately, it wasn't a really cold day, but it was damp. Uh, but Isabella thought that was the neatest thing in the world to see her dad lying on the ground with a saw trying to to cut it down. Oh, uh, I bet she was thrilled with it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I was noticing when I was was taking the decorations down yesterday that how she decorated. You know, I was trying to put the ornaments on in the different spots like you're supposed to. And I found them concentrated mostly at her eye level and on one side of the tree. I love it. I love it. I love it. Isn't that the best? That Isn't is that the just best. the best? Yes. <laughs> and, there, and it was a still fresh tree when I took it out. It still had water in the bin and everything, so... Uh, which I found out the hard way on the rug but what are you going to do I know I know well Betty said that she didn't get to send any Christmas cards out because she ran out of time life got too busy we understand Betty absolutely no pressure there no pressure there and uh, she wishes she could put up a real tree with crazy dogs who want to water even the <laughs> <fake> tree. <laughs> hey, listen. I was worried about the little pumpkin cat that we have. Uh, this was her first Christmas with us. And I she likes to go outside. And when she's outside, 
she likes to chase birds and um, she jumps into the bush trees the, they're, they're the taller bushes that the little birds hide in and she jumps into them so I was like oh god I'm gonna put this tree up and the first thing she's gonna do is jump into it like she does the bushes as it was I had bottom ornaments all over the floor because she would bat them down but uh yeah <laughs> and uh, she did bring me a bird the other day uh Sunday which I grotesquely thanked her profusely <laughs> she was sending you a gift she was I told her uh the other night I made a big stew and I said to her now you do not have to bring any birds home because I will be I have dinner covered <laughs> just so I wouldn't have one showing up on my porch again Ugh. she's sitting there throwing it in the air and I, then she looks up at me and she's got feathers hanging out of her mouth and I was like oh god <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> well that that was kind of, you know I don't know just no <laughs> The other cats are not outdoor cats, so it's that makes it easier. Yeah, I, I, I grew up with a menagerie, as some of you know. We had cats and dogs and homing pigeons and fish and all different kinds of things and um, at different times. Uh, but we had a lot of outdoor cats who brought lots of presents to us. So In fact, one of I just came I, over to I've, say hello to everybody. Aw. Well, hello. It's wonderful to see. So if, see. so if you see some funny writing, it's because you walked across the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as Betty says, um, she's a provider working nine to five. Yes, she is. <laughs> yeah, she's very appreciative that she has a home. And she's Aww. fed. And fed. And fed. <laughs> I love anyway. it. Well, I've missed everybody. I've missed. I've missed our podcast. Yes. You know? I have too. I'm so happy people were able to join us tonight. Yes. Well, they've got a big, we've got a big chapter tonight. We have a big chapter. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of announcements. Yeah. SR, this is quite the year. Yeah. SR uh, is busy, busy, busy. Very busy. He's uh, mentioned that. You know, he's still writing Gabriel for, I have a feeling he's probably close to the edit stage. I don't know for a fact. But, I'm hopeful. Um, he, uh, and there is a tease out there. I've been tweeting it out every day. So take a look for it. Uh, but he said to look for a formal announcement in about two weeks on Gabriel for. So that's exciting. It's so exciting. I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm it'll sure, be so great to read it'll yes. be so great to read and I'm sure Nicholas and Acacia uh, enjoyed the holidays possibly in Geneva you know so that the whole families could be together um, you know she's you know she's Muslim and uh, he's Jewish so I'm sure they had a big Hanukkah celebration with his family and uh, I'm sure that was a lot of fun um play dreidel i just remember the song oh dreidel 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 oh dreidel mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
<laughs> yep. I'll play with you all day. So, and anyway, you, they, you know, so they probably did that. And uh, so I'm sure it was a lot of fun for them. Uh, SR also mentioned that the man in the black suit has been uh, translated into Portuguese and it will be available on February 1st by Sadia. And it also made, if you click on the link and hit any of the links, it'll, it should take you right to him and he's on the front page, which is exciting. Well, and, and let's, let's, how long have we waited for this in Portuguese? I mean, the fact that the lead character is exactly. Brazilian, I mean, I just think it's so exciting um, that he was able to get this uh, translation done. I'm sure. I'm sure it was a lot, of, it, a lot of people are looking forward to it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it is also being translated into Czech, and that version will be coming from Albatross Media, but keep watch for the date because he didn't have it the other day. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, the Florentine series, exciting news for them. It's being translated into Italian, and it also also being translated into French. So we'll have to keep a lookout on when those dates are coming up. Oh, uh, that will be, uh, again... It's just going to be phenomenal. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm really happy that we have such a worldwide family anyway of readers who enjoy his work. And to be able to have the books translated into uh, languages that are going to open up even more opportunities for people to read his work mm -hmm. are wonderful. Plus, the people who are bilingual, trilingual, mm -hmm. um, multilingual will be able to enjoy his work in um in languages other than english um True. and True. as you know a lot of spanish for example is much more floral um and you can be a little bit more descriptive even in some of the other languages so it's very I, exciting I just, I just really wish that um the spanish language versions of the rest of the Florentine series would come out. Uh, mm -hmm. they, they only have the Prince and the Raven, and so it'd be nice to see the others come through too. So, um, let's see on the on the Passion Flicks uh, Gabriel series movie. Uh, SR had no updates yet. Um, that and he said that he has not seen his script yet. Now they're still working means, on the script. Yeah, and whether that means it's in writing or been writing and he just hasn't seen it i don't know yet uh and they will not finalize the casting on that until they have a script in hand uh, but it is set for filming in the fall of 2019 in toronto and in italy oh my gosh so exciting and and betty said regarding the translations willie will finally speak italian what an experience now she needs to learn Italian. <laughs> I think Babel has a good course on that, but I don't know. So, they are the big announcements so far this year. Exciting. I think it's going to be a very exciting for SR and for all of us fans who've been, uh, you know, lo looking forward to having the movies made and all that kind of stuff, so. It'll be fun. 
Oh, it'll be great fun. I, I just the thought that they're filming this fall. Um, and that means it's likely the production will be available next year is very, very exciting. Yeah, I have a feeling that it'll probably be uh, shown like maybe in 2020. Only because mm-hmm. when I, I remember when they were filming, um, I think it's The Protector. They were mm-hmm. filming that in the fall, like early fall, September, right. that area, over in Great Britain. And I think it's now, it's going to be released on Passion Flicks very soon, if it hasn't yes. been so. um, No, it's, it's, it's coming, I think, in the next, within the next month or two. And I know this because I was like, ah, I still haven't read this. So I just downloaded, I, I'm in the midst of Protector Mania. Um, I'm actually reading uh, reading that book right now. I'm on chapter, I can tell you, chapter 13. So if you haven't ever read Jodi Ellen Malthus, I highly recommend her. She's very... Her stories are very entertaining and enjoyable, and um, it'll be fun to, it'll be a lot of, uh, she herself as an uh, an author and a writer is very entertaining, if you follow her at all. Um, I know her Instagram feed is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. She's a lot of fun. Yeah. Big fan, big fan of Keds. She wears her uh, Chuck Taylors all the time, all her different colors, and um I'm not Keds. I mean, yeah, I know it. Chuck Taylor, all stars. The Chuck Taylors, yeah, okay. all stars. So, um, yeah, she's she's just a lot of fun, and um, I really I've I've enjoyed reading a lot of her books. She has very memorable characters. Uh, writes a really good alpha male, um, and and weaves a good story. So, my, fun. Uh, my reading experience. Fun to read over the holidays was um, uh, Graham Greene's book, The End of the Affair. Yes. And so you did, I, I, I did. how I was that? Because I, that has been on my to-be-read list, but I figured it's going to be a lot to get through. It's, you know, it, it's weird, but um, it, it was it was good. It, it kind of started off a little weird for me, and it, and it got more interesting as it went along. The mm-hmm. only thing I'll say that about this story is he started writing that book as a, 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 about hate. Mm-hmm. And what I found was it was an extremely sad story, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and how it all went down. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm also got a, um, a Michelle Obama's book that I got yes. for Christmas. So I'm, I'm I got that for Christmas, too. <laughs> I started listening to the audiobook with my daughter who downloaded it as soon as she possibly could because mm-hmm. she's a big fan as am I and uh, so when we were we were actually when I was taking her to uh, visit her friend in New Jersey mm-hmm. uh, yes the land of Bruce, land of Bruce. Um, going up to uh, actually we saw where he used to play at the uh, pony, the stone pony, um, in Asbury Park, where her friend lives. Uh, so during that commute, we were listening to 
um, the beginning of the book, and it was really, really good. And I, I love when you have the author um, narrate the book. So listening to her tell her story in her own words is really powerful. Yeah, and uh, I haven't gotten too far into it yet, but I am, you know, it's, I have mm-hmm. it. Yes. Oh, and and uh, actually, maybe Pam, I'll I'll try and read it too, and we can kind of compare notes. Betty said she read a novel about a mafia boss. It oh, was really one? interesting. Which one? Then she went back to Willie. She's currently in the middle of the shadow. <laughs> I don't know, Betty, which mafia so boss? Because I'm always I'm always fascinated uh, with this real life crime stories. Um, I've read a lot and of it's interesting too. you said about Willie, though, because I've really been, as much as I'm a big Nicholas and Acacia fan, and of course, uh, I can't get enough of, of Gabriel and Julia because I keep re-listening to the audiobooks, um, I'm kind of starting to Jones for a little Florentine series, so that may be coming up, too. Um, uh, it's a fictional mafia boss. Ah. Still, I'm sure oh, it's yeah. really good and very suspenseful. I, you know, I've, um, I remember in high school, a friend of ours, a friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, would take, we would go swimming at night. We would be jumping pools, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the big one we always went to was Angelo Bruno's house, who was a big Philadelphia mafioso. He was mm-hmm. murdered many years ago by, uh, I think, Nikki Testa. Anyhow, and then I happened to go to a wedding in 1988, I think it was, or 89, in Brooklyn, and one of the big guests at the wedding was John Gotti Jr. Oh, my gosh. Gotti Sr. was in jail at the time, or he probably would have been there, too. Uh, A friend of mine married a guy who was very well-connected. To the point where she had to give up all her non-connected friends because, you know, you, you want to keep it within the family. Absolutely. Yeah. But that was a trip because I can remember my husband and I had, we had were driving into the parking lot and across the street were all these cars with cameras. And we're like, what in the name of God? And they're taking pictures of all the cars that were going in. And uh, the only thing I could think of is possibly with the FBI and they were, you know, going to run car plates or something like that to see who's who and, and stuff. So, yeah. So the mafia, I've always had a, a thing for them and reading them. Uh, there's a, a guy by the name of George Anastasio who wrote for Philadelphia Inquirer for years and he wrote all about the mafia. Oh, yeah. And, he's fantastic. Yeah, and he's he's done some books too. And um, there's a guy in New York. He's he's part of the New York City Police Department now. I think his name is Kelly John Kelly, who mm-hmm. also has some great mafia stories. If you're ever looking for real life stories, uh, and Betty said her, the book she's reading is called Bound by Duty by Cora Riley. And she said the protagonist's name is Dante, which is why she read it. <laughs> I, Betty, I love the fact you did that because I actually read a book by one of my favorite authors, Matthew Pearl, called The Dante Club. 
And why did I pick it up? Yes, because Dante (laughs) was in the title. It actually was really cool, though, because it was about a trans. It was kind of a mystery um, set in a in a true a in a historic in a real historical setting when Longfellow was translating the Divine Comedy. Um, Wait, was it Longfellow? I think that's right. Right. Yes. Who did the initial? Yeah, Longfellow. And um, but it was like a murder mystery with that as the backdrop is very, very cool. cool. So um, highly recommend it called the Dante Club. And then this author, Matthew Pearl, has gone and done um, other types of takes like that with Poe and with Charles Dickens, I believe. And there's a couple other ones. So, um, again, really good. Um, and Kenzie says she's been reading The Nearest Thing to Heaven by Mark Kingwell, um, which I love hearing what people are reading because I've gotten a lot of, I've, I've found books and authors that I love. Thanks to all of you. Really. I, I, uh, look to see who, um, who's reading what and who does reviews. And, um, I have to say, I call Susie Steinle my book whisperer. She's the one. <laughs> Usually, got, I will I look at her list. Two books. She has week. to read. I know it's it, her. Her her reading is astounding, but she probably doesn't. And and she even does rereads of things as well. Um, I'm just in awe of her. But I've 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 discovered so many great uh, books and stories that I've loved. Jody Allen Malthus being one of them. Um, Kay Bromberg, the whole Driven series, uh, Pepper Winters, which is um, really, really good, compelling storytelling. But that that uh, uh, reader be warned, it is a very, it's very, very dark. Um, Pepper Winters goes um, to some pretty dark places, but um, very, very well written and very, um, the, the stories were roller coasters. And speaking of great stories, (laughs) we need to segue into talking about chapter 35. (laughs) (laughs) It's just been so long. I know. I know. And and I know Betty just said she read Sinner by Sierra Simone. It was very hot. So I'm going to write all these names down and add them to my list. Deb Mm Hartness and the series starts a week from Friday. I can't. I know. I know, and I still haven't read her stuff, but her books are so, I have to, I have to commit. I have to commit. And the audios are great, too. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited about it, though. Yeah. Kenzie said she just picked up The End of the Affair at her library. Um, She wants to read it. It was, it was, it was interesting. It was interesting, and I, and I even, I even, over the holidays, I sent an SRM email about it. And I said, you know, I just can't believe how sad this story is. And he and he he, he agreed with me and some other stuff. And then he also suggested, if you want to see the movie version of it, to mm-hmm. take get the one with I think it's Ralph Fiennes, and, uh, and I I forget who played Maurice, but anyway, uh, Ralph Fiennes was in it. Oh, he plays Maurice, mm-hmm. and then I forget who played Henry, but. Um, it was it was good. 
it was good. Yeah, I, I read the synopsis like I went on because I, I was I was I am still planning to read it, but I have to I have to be in the right frame of mind. And if you I don't do that I don't want to I, I I want my happily ever afters, <laughs> especially right the, now. I need to keep things light. If you want to do the mm-hmm. audio of it, it's read by Colin Firth. Ooh, and it, well now. <laughs> not really a long. I mean, it's I think I think I listened to it in two trips to get the uh, little one in back. Okay. So Maybe too. I will. And as yeah. Betty says, audiobooks help a lot. Perfect for people who can't sit down to read. Yep. It's true. Yep. I love I love it in all forms. And I was actually over the holiday. Um, I also can always listen to uh, the man in the black suit because I love the audiobook of this work. And I have to say, it really is, I think it does justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It does. I love, I like listening to that, except I can't listen to Santorini when drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are now at the point in the book where, oh, and before, as, as we move on to chapter 35, Betty just said, Leslie, I finally watched The Shape of Water. It was awesome. Loved it. And as you will see, I'm p- posting the comment. I still haven't seen it, but I will. I will. Um, so as we start Chapter 35, we are now out of Santorini and into um, into the airplane, um, heading towards Dubai. And before they left, Acacia contacted the concierge at the hotel she made arrangements for clothes that would be suitable for Dubai and for the very conservative environment in which they're uh, visiting. Um, and because she was no longer his assistant, uh, she uh, was uh, actually uh, having the clothes delivered, but a lot of the arrangements were being made by Nicholas because she now is his companion and his lover. Um, Acacia also texted Kate and let her know she was going to be in Dubai, giving her all the relevant information and her travel dates. Since she was traveling, uh, she wore a black suit, her black and white Chanel suit, um, which even though it was very beautiful, it was a bit warm for Dubai. But before she left, she wasn't planning to go to Dubai. Um, that just kind of popped up, um, as their trip progressed. So on the flight, Nicholas insisted that they sit together. Rick and Kurt were in the back of the plane, and Nicholas was working on his laptop, answering emails in German, English, French, and uh, also reading reports. Don't you wish you could speak that many languages? I do. I do, and I know people who speak that many languages. I actually work with someone who speaks several languages. He was a linguist, um, and in the military. Um, so he actually could go to Dubai and speak Arabic and he speaks Farsi and some other uh, dialects uh, from that part of the world as well as he picks languages up so easily. Um, French and Spanish and Italian. Uh, yeah, it's, it's remarkable. 
And my husband speaks a lot of languages, so uh, Spanish and English fluently, but he can get enough. He can get by on enough. Uh, he can get by in Fran France with his French, um, even though he's been told he has a terrible Spanish accent when he speaks French. And um, he knows German. So, yeah, I I'm, love that. And Betty said, I wish I could read and speak that many languages. Fascinating. Truly. I can remember meeting a, a guy in Spain who spoke English, broken English, mm -hmm. but with an English accent. <laughs> yes, I love that. Which I, which was like okay. <laughs> I love that. And uh, yeah, so you know they're working while they're flying. Um, Acacia was working on her job search, updating her resume. Madame Bishop agreed to help her, and Acacia realized she'd probably have to change fields because Monsieur Roy was probably blackballing her from other hotels in Paris. Um, Nicholas moved his arm on the rest between them and very covertly placed his hands on hers. Um, he had spoken with Rick and Kurt about the change in her position. And even though he talked to them about it, I know Acacia still felt uncomfortable and she knew how this looked. And I know she was very uh, self-conscious about it. Acacia had loved Luke, but, you know, it just was a kind of an intimacy through their relationship that had grown slowly over time. Um, as she was reflecting on that relationship, you know, she knew as soon as he decided to enter law enforcement that she needed to end the relationship, and she did. Um, but with Nicholas, she had no illusions about what was going on with him. She thought that maybe it would last for a month or two. And, you know, she was deep in thought. And Nicholas noticed and asked, are you unhappy? And Acacia said, no, no, I'm just lost in thought. And he looked over at Kurt and Rick, and he told her to forget about them. Theoretically, it was possible, but not in practice. Nicholas then wistfully said that theoretically, it was possible pe to be near her and not touch her. <laughs> but then he touched her chin and said, it's not possible. He kissed her quickly and pulled back to see that she was smiling again. And we asked SR, because when I read this, this passage, um, and I, I think Acacia too was, you know, she had intimacy with Luke, but it grew over time. And I think part of her issue with Nicholas is she's feeling so strongly and so close to him in such a short amount of time. It's, it's kind of uh, breathtaking. Yes, and Betty goes, oh, yeah, I know. They're smiling. And I asked SR why, exactly, which I just love, right? You got to love love. Mm -hmm. And we asked SR why did Acacia believe her relationship with Nicholas would be short-lived? And he said, Acacia thinks her relationship with Nicholas will be short-lived because she's still suspicious of his affection for her. She's not the kind of person he usually dates. And she knows she's hiding things from him in the end her secrets made a future with luke impossible so she believes the same of nicholas 
which I thought was, that makes sense to me. Yes. Well, I can see that. He's a powerful guy. He is, but you know what? He's so, I think he's so sincere and intense about his feeling for her that I don't know if I would think it's a short-lived thing. I don't know if I've ever been involved with, in a relationship where I felt that strongly about someone that quickly and thought that this is going to, you know, peter out over a month. Well. Yes. As Betty says, Nicholas brings down my walls. <laughs> he could bring down a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> there are the hankies. Get the fans. Uh, where are they? In the fans. <laughs> so Nic- Nicholas told her that they, uh, that they would have some privacy at the hotel and they'd be arriving about 5 p.m. local time. And suggestively, he told her that uh, she would have time for a nap because as much as, as he enjoyed being with her and uh, he needed more. And she blushed and she closed her laptop and suddenly had the urge to nap. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Time to fortify. Yep. <laughs> Get it together here. So then, uh, as, soon as, she's, as she wakes up, they were just getting ready to land, and uh, she had fallen to sleep on Nicholas's shoulder, so he was able to work without a lot of usage of his left arm. Um, so the, the plane had taxi to a private area the private planes go to, and then and they were getting ready to deplane, and she she was behind him as a assistant would be. And uh, she stepped down the staircase. She could all of a sudden feel the heat. It was 46 degrees Celsius or about 115 Fahrenheit. And he looked up at her and he asked if she was okay. And she said, yes, smiling brightly and looking at the hotel staff. And they escorted them into a private lounge. A Mm. government official came over to Nicholas. You know, we've got to have customs come through on every everything absolutely and uh, there had been this big uh, crate container that was in the back of the plane that they were taking out and the official came over because he wanted to check it out so Nicholas asked if it would be okay if he had one of his staff go go with it uh, with him and he you know it was okay he nodded yes so he took out the paperwork and he and Kurt went over I'd, I'd be melting too trust me Yes. Um, so then, uh, after they Nicholas returned to Cassia's side, and she sort of gave him a questioning look, and uh, you know, he said they'd talk about it later at the hotel. Uh, the hotel staff that was greeting them at the airport gathered up their luggage and took them to a waiting helicopter. She gave him a questioning look, and he told her, well, you know, you could get a car, but the hotel was on the Arabian coast, and, and it would be more interesting to see the sights of the city and the the color of the water. And, you know, she appreciated that. She'd never been in a helicopter. One experience I've never had. And Same they, here. Not yet. Took, not yet is right. My husband, my husband was in helicopter when he worked for the state, when he worked for the governor. Mm-hmm. He had to be in the helicopter to sur- survey flood damage right. um, a couple of years ago. But, and he loved it, of course, but I have not been, well, I, I have not cool. gone up there yet. I haven't either. Mm-hmm. 
but she noticed that it uh, took about 10 minutes for the trip and it did dazzle her um, and, but there, there was a haze over the city and the, the watercolor was like a blue green and then she saw the hotel I don't know whether I googled um, the hotel Dubai and it's really neat looking it looks like it's like a big sale you see it you see you can see it in the skyline of Dubai um, you know when there are images of the skyline Mm-hmm. It really does look cool. Now, is um, city that they, they created, like, these lagoons that make it look like a palm tree? Or was that I think so, yes. Okay. I thought that was Dubai. Okay. I could be wrong. I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. So, Nicholas and... Betty <laughs> Christian Grey. Yes. A nice nod. Mm-hmm. A nice nod to the the wonderful flight for that date night that that's a way to wow a woman right there mm-hmm. oh goodness it would. oh to wow anybody frankly man or woman i don't want to be uh gender specific there but that's definitely a way to impress your date mm-hmm. um so nicholas and acacia were met at the top of the hotel by more staff that took them down to their suite It was exquisite, a large atrium, large windows, which allowed the sun to shine off the white porches. The decor was Aegean blue, black, gold, and red. And when they arrived at their suite, they were greeted by more staff, some in national dress with hot towels and champagne. And I have to say, um, again, this is a great demonstration of how XR paints the picture and has the details in the text for you to really visualize what the characters are going through. And yes, Pam, didn't you have a service like that? Uh, I, I believe. I did. Hot uh, towels and two champagne. Occasions, two occasions. Uh, many years ago, I went to Ireland, my husband, my son, and I. And my my husband knew how much of a fan of the movie The Quiet Man I am. And as a surprise, he uh, booked us into the Ashford Castle for one night. Uh, the Ashford Castle was used in the movie. Um, it was also, just to give you an idea, Jamie Dornan, uh, his friend, the golfer, I think Roy McIlvain, I think his name is, had his wedding there. Um, some of the presidents when they've gone to Ireland if they've gone to that part of Ireland they've stayed there uh, and it's a, it's a magnificent estate it's right on Loch Corrib and um, Princess Anne's ex-husband is in charge of the equestrian center there I mean it's just it's just incredible incredible place and we got in and unbeknownst to me we had the same room same suite that Ronald Reagan had when he'd gone to visit which I found out by the uh, hotel people when we were there. And it was just, (laughs) we had finger bowls of water and fruit, and there was wine in the room ready for us, and you had a little sitting area with a turf fire. I mean, it was just incredible, incredible. Mm. It was a one-night gig, 
That's about all he could afford on that. Because he did B&Bs the entire time. Um, and it was just a lot. It was just amazing. And then uh, when I went on my trip uh, two years, almost a year and a half ago, whatever it was, uh, I got upgraded on British Airways on my flight to and from London. I, you know, you, if you ask and you ask nicely, you might get the upgrade. And uh, I was lucky enough to. And when you go to sit down on the plane, they immediately bring you a warm cloth and you, you, what would you like to drink? Champagne, mm. uh, you know, cocktail, whatever you want. And, you know, so that was really cool. It was really cool. Ah, oh, and as Betty says, what a romantic gesture. So thoughtful and sweet. That was the late I great. love it. The late great. Ah. Mm-hmm. Oh giving you all those wonderful memories. I yep. just love it. And, you know, this was a hotel that prided themselves, you know, the, the Hotel Dubai prided itself with seven-star service. And he toasted her, and they sipped their champagne and followed the private butlers, and they t- led them to a dining room, gave them the tour, showing them the kitchen and the pantries, sitting room and entertainment room, in addition to the bedrooms. Kurt and Rick's rooms were on the first floor. Uh, theirs were upstairs, Acacia's being across the hall from Nicholas's room. The butlers took the bags upstairs to unpack. Um, the clothes that Acacia ordered from the concierge were already in the large dressing room. Nicholas dismissed the staff and then stood in the hall with Acacia, alone at last. He put his finger on his lips to, so as not to have her speak. And then Wayne came out of the dining room, smiling at Acacia and waving. Wen opened his briefcase and took out the wand. He scanned her, stopping briefly at her elbow. He went to his briefcase and brought the magnifying glass and tweezers out, and he pulled something that looked like lint off of her sleeve. After finishing, he pointed to the room he had just left and motioned for them to enter. Um, and he just left and gave Nicholas the thumbs up. Nicholas steered Acacia to that room and shut the door so that they could talk. She asked Nicholas what Wen had removed from her arm, and he told her it was a surveillance device. She wanted to know where it came from and was told that it could have come from brushing one of the staff or even from the helicopter. He pulled her into his arms and told her not to worry because she was safe with him. Then he kissed the creases that had formed on her forehead. She touched his jaw and did not understand what people hoped to get from eavesdropping and asked him to be careful. He assured her that he was always careful, mon trésor, which is French for my treasure or my sweetheart. So romantic, right? I think as soon as he kissed me, I would have been like, huh, what? (laughs) I'm not worried. (laughs) uh, Tracking device? What tracking device? (laughs) Be like Alfred E. Newman. What, me worry? (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yes, and and of course, as Betty says, that's why Gabriel likes flying first class Uh for the leg room. There's more leg room. Not just mm-hmm. the wine and uh, food and cloth, cloth, cloths. That, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Take me now. Talk later. Exactly. Says Betty. 
<laughs> so they're in, they're in the dining room and, and he kissed her and he's putting his her arms around his neck and when they parted he had pushed the curls away from her face and, ha and asked how she liked the sweet she thought it was incredible and did he always stay there he told her that no and he had just wanted to impress her and I, <laughs> that's a nice way to impress somebody so she responded that yes it was beautiful and that he uh, uh, that he had already impressed her by his character and Nicholas in his in self-doubt whispered that he wished that he was worthy of her and that's where he was wrong frowning she told him that she was as good as anyone but not better and she pulled his head closer to him to her and kissed him and he responded by bending her back deepening the kiss oh so romantic uh -huh. <laughs> so nicholas told her that the guest room was for show only and as he kisses her neck he's telling her that she's in his bed tonight and as he's going towards her jaw she's like she hopes so and uh, that I could just see that in a movie. That would be so. Oh, definitely, definitely. This whole there's so many. This 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 book is really, really well situated to translate to the screen. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so can we go film? Can we go to the filming in Santorini and Dubai? <laughs> yeah, I'd like that. I'd do Santorini. Um, I know. Sign us up, so, SR. We're ready. Ex exactly. <laughs> so she, so he nips her ear and he pulls her up and, and she's looking over his shoulder and she's like, yeah, there's a dining room table, right height. He laughed and looked over at the closet door and, and suggesting she would she did not want to be embarrassed. Acacia takes her jacket off and puts it on the chair and she hops up on the table, pulling Nicholas by his tie and guides him so he's standing between her knees. And he's, he's like, Brazilians are incredible. So she kissed him and started to loosen his tie, but he stops her. She thought maybe she had done something wrong, and she asked, what's the matter? He starts this as an, and then assures her that she did nothing wrong. She is magnificent, and he is wanting her. And uh, good. But as he releases her hand, she tells her that this is not what he wants with her. Hiding from staff and quickies on tables or quickies in chat rooms. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, I love, SR must love the table. That's all I'm going to say because he writes some great table scenes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm sure the table would have, would have been uh, nice and sturdy. <clears throat> Very playful. Yes. So mm -hmm. she is, As she Betty said, she'll it. fluff the pillows. <laughs> Betty will fluff the pillows. Okay. So she assures him that he that they were just being playful. That and he agrees, and he touches her cheek while she blushes. And he wants to be playful too, but he's worried about the timing. As he says, she wants to say something, but decides, you know, just to keep quiet and uh, hops off the table and says nothing. And he asks as if she's insulted. And she says, maybe you can explain just what just happened. 
and he tells her that you know that they that they brought hit brought here not just for the sex but for her company he wants to spend time with her so she's telling him you know we're friends and i also thought we were lovers and and um spontaneity on a table can be considered friendly <laughs> nicholas tells her that you know he'd make it happen later <laughs> yeah after the others are in bed <clears throat> and uh that she deserved a lot more attention yeah as betty says in the chat room no quickies for nicholas and she said she needs to check paul's table <laughs> you got to make sure that they're sturdy. You don't want them to be uh, broken or anything. This is true. But I, I'm sure on down on the farm in Vermont that Paul's, uh, Paul's table would be quite solid and sturdy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm sure they were. Most definitely. Especially those farm <laughs> tables. I love those farm, ta- farm tables. I know. I know. They, they, they provide for for quite a lot of uh, meal time and Enjoy. a lot of activities. Yes. I love, so I love every time, Betty. I love you because you are so devoted to Paul. It never fails. I always wonder how she's <laughs> going to slide Paul into the conversation. You never disappoint, <laughs> Betty. I love it. Um, so as Nicholas playfully kisses Acacia, he tells her that her wish is her his pleasure as she is pulling him closer of course the cell phone rings it goes to voicemail they keep going when it rings again nicholas suggests that she better get it so acacia curses and hops off the table and retrieves her phone two missed calls from luke one voice message and a text from kate saying that luke's looking for her he was worried and so was she could you please continue to check in so we know you're okay? So I can tell Akasi at this point is very frustrated because they were having a moment and then was interrupted by Luke of all people. And so Akasi crosses the dining room, taps out a message, letting them know she was at the Hotel Dubai, that she's fine, and to let Luke know that I'm okay, but do not tell him where I am. Then she checks her voicemail. And the message sounded agitated um, because Luke had communicated her that Marcel had died. The police were treating it as a murder and to call him. Acacia shut the phone off and went by continuing to avoid him. Um, She told Nicholas that Luke keeps calling her. And Nicholas asked, what does he want? And she told him about the voicemail and that, you know, where she was. And Nicholas expected, said he expected that. And that Luke needs to be told that you are seeing someone else. So I love Nicholas kind of putting the stake in the ground there. Um, And, uh, yeah, as Betty says, Acacia needs to put her phone away. Yeah, she's also Um, saying that uh, she needs a cow-free zone. (laughs) that's right she said she needs to stop by Paul's home too I love it so Acacia told Nicholas that she would handle it Nicholas released her after searching her eyes he asked her if he could get her a drink and she replied no thank you 
um, it was kind of a bit confused by his actions. Nicholas meticulously mixes himself a drink, the Grey Goose and Tonic, and mentions that they'll have to vacate the suite so that his team can go over everything and asked if she would like to go visit the spa. She asked if he would be coming with her, but Nicholas informed her that he has a conference call. But he did mention she could go for a swim or go visit the steam room or even have a massage. Yes, yes, and yes. Hello. Thank you. Sign me up. Yes. Although Nicholas could do the deep tissue massage later. True, but um, I still like it. I know, so would I. Acacia looked down at her hands, uh, but she knew that Nicholas was irritated by Luke. Acacia tells him that she's not with Luke anymore and had not been for a very long time. And Nicholas says he knows, he knew that. She asked him how long had he known. And Nicholas tells her that he knows that Luke and her had a history but wasn't sure of her feelings toward Luke. And then she asked again, how did you know this? And uh, Nicholas tells her that he had her investigated and it came up during her investigation, during the investigation of her. After Acacia curses in Portuguese, she asks if he investigates everyone. I know she was frustrated by that. I just could, I could, you could feel the frustration off the page. Um, <laughs> and uh, we were trying to figure out which uh, curse that he, she, she gave, if it was Fodase or Merda. <laughs> and Acacia wanted. And I can translate that if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could. Um, Acacia was just frustrated. And Nicholas explained he wanted to know if Luke was clean or if he was on the take. And then when he met her, he was concerned that maybe Acacia was involved in the same illegal activities as Marcel. So very rationally, he explained that he indeed investigated her. And Betty, I love I love this. Betty said Nicholas was being very civil. Um <laughs> <laughs> he would he would tell Luke, Acacia is mine. <laughs> and Betty says she thinks it was Mierda. Um, uh, yeah, that, that shit. And the other <laughs> one is fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I looked them up purposely. <clears throat> thinking what might have happened. See, this is one way we can learn many languages. <laughs> By cursing, yes. By cursing. Julia knows Scheisse. Right. You know, in German. <laughs> exactly. Sure they both know, Nicola, or Julia and Gabriel know uh, cursing in Italian, as well as Raven and Willie. I'm sure they exactly. Know too. So. Uh, I love it. And Pam, or Betty mentioned Nicholas was sneaky, kind of like Christian Grey. I think sneaky yep. and paranoid. And careful. Yeah, to a point on care on paranoid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> sneaky, yes. So Acacia looks down around Acacia is now aggravated and she asked if Nicholas had found what he had found and he investigated her. 
and uh, a little bit softer speaking. Nicholas told her that he'd found that she was an intelligent, industrious, and she had won awards for her work before the Vitois. And she had a few friends, but spent most of her time alone. This wasn't fair, which he agreed, but he had started it after their first interaction at the hotel. And he didn't realize at the time that he would have to look into those big, beautiful hazel eyes and apologize for uh, breaching her privacy. Uh, Cassia asked if he was, and he said yes. But he said, but only for her that Luke had investigated him. Now this kind of triggered something with her and like, how do you know that? So he explained that when he had left markers out in, in the uh, cyber world, uh, so that if anybody would to go check on him, he, you know, would, he would be notified of it. How that happens, I don't know. I know Google alerts. I've done it for many things. Mm-hmm but I don't know about it, what kind of markers you'd put out there to check on that. He probably put a certain phrase or a per certain type of way that he explained, you know, had some things in his background or, you know, um, because you will see uh, when you're searching on people, the same things will come up that, time and again. Yeah. That's so, just, yeah, that's I, I could see. Stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Betty said, I bet Luke was freaking out when he read all about Pierre. I'm sure. <laughs> I agree. Although, there, if you remember in Google, there wasn't a lot out there about Pierre Breckman. Now, what else he looked into about Pierre Breckman, you know, possibly passport information, that kind of stuff, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But being True. that he was the BRB, anything goes. <laughs> exactly. So... Nicholas exp explained about the markers, and this kind of frightened Acacia, and she told him that knowledge is power, but it does come with great responsibilities. This he didn't disagree with. He was, however, sorry that he couldn't join her in the spa, quickly changing the topic, but she would have his full attention this evening. Acacia thought that was a good idea. She had not been able to practice her martial arts, so this way she could work out her frustrations by swimming. Nicholas told her that he would rather work out her frustrations with him. <laughs> but Acacia pointed her chin to the table and saying, we've already had that conversation. <laughs> and he also asked that she be patient with him, that this whole relationship was new and they would both be making mistakes, but this was special and he wanted to explore it. And she oh, agreed. I love that. <clears throat> I just love that. I mean, I like the fact that Nicholas is up front in, in some ways. I mean, obviously, ways, yeah. they, both are, they both are hiding things from each other a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. man, with his relationship, one, once he's committed, he is, he's he is all about it. being up front. Right. Um. But he also thanked her for telling him about Luke. So he, 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 she told him you could have asked, and he said that he had on a few occasions referred to him as her boyfriend, and she never corrected him, but telling him that it was none of his business. And 
Picasso said at the time it wasn't, but things have changed recently. So it, it was asked of SR uh, when Nicholas said he didn't want to brief a liaison on the table and then start it. You're insulted. Was she insulted or in, embarrassed? And SR said that Acacia thinks her relationship with Nicholas will be short-lived because she is still suspicious of his affection for her. She is not the kind of person he usually dates, and she knows she's hiding things from him. In the end, her secrets made a, a future with Luke impossible, and she believes the same of Nicholas. So we uh, also asked about Nicholas's jealousy um, because of Luke, and he called as well as had history with Acacia. Or was it because he didn't want to have to admit and apologize for investigating her? And SR said their communication was has come apart in that scene, and she doesn't appear to be reading him well. But Nicholas is jealous of Luke, and that's what comes out of it, too. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, I'm, you know, and Kenzie has said, <laughs> or, um, or Betty said, Acacia and Nicholas remind her of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And she said when we were talking about the swimming, that Acacia would love long strokes with Nicholas. <laughs> and, and Kenzie said when I first read that, she saw it as Acacia would love to stroke Nicholas. <laughs> Probably both very true. <laughs> so with that Nicholas walked over the bar and took out a black box and walked over towards Acacia and he mentioned to her he wanted to give her something special to commemorate Santorini she opened the box and nestled in the silk was a necklace formed with large blue globes lapis lazuli um, it matched the rooftops from the buildings on the island she touched her Hamsa pendant, and as she looked at him, unfastened it and wrapped the, brace, wrapped the necklace around her wrist as a bracelet. Nicholas told her she did not have to take the necklace off and that she could wear them both together. But Acacia did not, which, did not want to scratch the beads. Oh, KK, have a great evening. I'm so glad you could join us. Um, looking forward to talking to you soon. Um, have a good night. Uh, so they, Nicholas just presented her with this beautiful necklace. And he indicated she should turn around. And he took the necklace and fastened it around her neck. Again, you can totally visualize the scene. She touched the beads saying they were exquisite. And he asked her to turn around. And he gazed at her and told her it looked wonderful. She thanked him and told him that she loved it. And she was also asked if she had to go to the spa because she'd rather stay with him. He told her to go and work out some of her frustration, but to leave some for him for later. Uh, he did say he'd send Rick with her. And um, yes, I see. <laughs> Betty said should we, we need the SR jewelry collection. Should we sell it on QVC? <laughs> I think we could. Um Ironically, uh, I did see Jody Ellen Malpas has a jeweler in London that makes uh, necklaces based on her work. So, Betty, it's not out of the or it's not out of the realm of possibility. Just saying. So, 
you know, Acacia learns that Rick is accompanying her, and she was not very comforted by that thought. Ah, poor Rick, you know. <laughs> She's just not fond of him. Uh, but Nicholas kissed her and told her he would meet her there this evening. He opened the door and asked Rick to escort Ms. Silva to the spa. He looked around the hall and grunted as he opened the door. Acacia looked over her shoulder as Nicholas, uh, at Nicholas as she walked down the hall with Rick. And we asked SR about why Acacia is hesitant around Rick. And his answer was, Rick is intimidating, of course. But Acacia is also slightly embarrassed around the other staff because they know she began as an employee and then became something else. So she still has that modesty and is a little self-conscious around him. Um, and that being compounded by the fact that he's kind of a rough guy anyway um, and intimidating to begin with. So I could see how she'd be hesitant. And uh, Betty said yes in terms of the jewelry. Um, Kenzie said, I had a necklace made from SR's writing, so it's possible. And Betty said, yes, a special jewel to commemorate the leading men in the boss's books. <laughs> well, there could be us. a lot. There could be a lot of quotes. You could do yeah. a lot. There, there are a lot of possibilities for jewelry based on SR's work. I know um, Samia made something. Um, right. With, with the, uh, something about my beauty or something, but in, I think it's an Italian that she wears. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. really Betty said, I, in terms of, in terms of the Rick situation, she said, I'd feel awkward too. There's no way of hiding the change in the relationship. No. Agreed. Especially since Nicholas does not want to hide this. I mean, he was very clear. He doesn't want to be hiding, sneaking around, mm -hmm. um, the staff, you know, he wants this to be known. He, he is captivated by this woman and he wants to be very open about the fact that he is with her and she is with him. Yep. And I, you know, and I, you got to give him a lot of credit for that. You know, right. They, I love that. That is a very special relationship if he's going to open up like that, especially around people that work for him. So, and I'm sure uh, for her, it was very embarrassing. Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Well, I and also I, think it has to do with his background, his confidence, his growing up in in more of a privileged world. You know, but I think I think he's very self-certain and he's an entrepreneur and he knows, look, you know, if the staff doesn't like it, then they can leave. This is the way it's rolling, you know. <laughs> and, and I think and I think too if you're used to that lifestyle, which mm -hmm. obviously Nicholas is. That's one thing, but it's a completely different when, um, you know, it's, if you come from, if, if I were to walk out of my house now and meet uh, Mr. Bazillionaire and mm -hmm. fly off into wherever, I know that there, he's probably going to have uh, people around him, housekeepers, right. whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I... I if you're starting off as one and then you're coming out as an, something else, that would be, I could see where she could be, you know, very up, you know, up, you know, nervous with that. 
nervous, right, and and self-conscious, definitely, definitely. And Betty's saying the quote that Sammy has is, now my blessedness appears. Which is wonderful. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I I just, you know, I could see it happening. We got to do our cookbook first, though. Yes. (laughs) Work on that first, and then we'll get the joy collection going. There we go. There was a uh, girl out... um, Oh, and it's in the boss's penmanship and in Italian, by the way. Ah, beautiful. And I think that came about, I remember when that came about, people were talking about getting a uh, tattoo. Well, yeah, I was going to mention the tattoos. (laughs) I came across a screenshot I took of uh, SR's comment about the tattoos (laughs) because I laughed so hard. If I find it. If I, I literally saw that the yeah, other day. He doesn't day want to see and, it on anybody's butt, basically. Yes, yes, but that's not quite how he phrased it. It was hilarious. I remember <laughs> laughing out loud when I read it. <laughs> you know, and, and Sammy is like, I can't have that, but I can do this. So, so I think that was really cool. And, and mm-hmm. really cool of SR to do that for her. So. Oh, yeah. Very, very cool. <laughs> yeah, Kenzie said it was very funny. It really was. Um, and he thinks he isn't funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's got, he's got a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I love I I love going back and forth with him on Twitter or in a chat room on things because it's Oh just, yeah. He's so uh, quick. He, yeah, very very. Mm-hmm. So today we were peeling grapes. So I know. I have to go and look at that. I, I've been I, I've been really swamped, so I haven't been looking at social media at all today. So I'll have to I'll have to check it out. Kenzie said I asked SR to write it for me, and he sent me a photo of his writing so I could have my necklace made because I couldn't get a tattoo. Right. The boss is funny, Betty said, and it, Kenzie mentioned that was very kind of him. It yes, is. it is absolutely. Well, I cannot believe we're already at 6.15, ladies. Um, this, well, it's because we were away for a couple of weeks and we had to catch up. And Of course. And uh, the this time always goes too fast. It does. It does. So next time we're all together, we're going to be going over Chapter 36. That's right. Mm-hmm. The plot thickens. The plot does thicken. Mm-hmm. It's getting very exciting again. But it not is. For the same reason. <laughs> <laughs> 36? Or is it chapter 36? 36. 36. But I don't not <laughs> I don't I I don't remember if there was a lot of sex in that chapter. I know. I can't remember either. I'm actually so questioning we'll that cuz I have to read ahead. We will mm-hmm. find out next week, ladies. Mhm. So Excitement, excitement. So, everybody, I'm so glad everybody had a happy holidays and uh, continue with a happy and healthy new year and prosperous and just looking forward to everything that SR has coming up. And it should be a lot of fun. And hopefully we'll be able to uh, hit Toronto and and Italy (laughs) to uh, see the filming. So. I am so. I we need to win the lottery, or you need to meet your bazillionaire, Pam. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or get the right six numbers. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. If I get the right six numbers, there will be a trust fund set aside for everybody who wants to go to either place. So they they can't afford it. They will be paid for. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. I know. We will get there, ladies. We will get there. Yes. Yes. All right. So All right. So, what music are, do we have to uh, well, head I'm out? I'm waiting because uh, I'm, it's I'm in the mood for love, and it's by Julie London. Now, oh, something beautiful. about Julie London, she's a wonder. She was an actress, and if, and I'm showing my age. If you ever mm-hmm. saw the TV show Emergency, she played one of the nurses in the hospital. Oh my gosh! <laughs> See, I told you I'm showing my age. Okay, gang. Have a good week, and we'll speak with you next week. You're near me, honey, but when you're near me, I'm in a mood for love. Heaven is in your As the stars, we're on.